0: Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin and Jamal.
1: Thursday, May 4th. Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. Lordy, lordy, look who's 40. Justin Kelly's in the building, y'all. Say hi to the people, JK. JK. JC, what's up man? It's, uh, yeah,
2: we've, we've turned the corner on the big year. It's been, a, it's been an interesting process over the last couple of days, but uh, happy to be here. Had a couple wonderful moments, turning 40, can't stop the clock, feeling, uh, feeling quite grateful. And nice to see you again, man. We took last week off, a series of unfortunate events, but we're back <laughs> in Little Owl Studios. We're feeling better than ever, and thanks to everyone for listening.
1: Yeah, man. Everybody's healthy. We're back back like we never left and we want to jump in and talk about some ba playoffs first thing we got to talk about just because it's just been so good jimmy butler hemothy himself jimmy rocks <laughs> jimmy buckets getting it done getting past the bucks in round one now, now
2: he's had a couple of moments in the last two weeks since we spoke last here jc jimmy rocks is doing things tell me about him Catching that ball on the downward slide as he's literally falling on his back end, scoring the winning hoops, the clutchness. Jimmy Butler sits some games out during the regular season, but I think this is when, you know, sort of that game manipulation, this is when it shows jimmy butler's playing at such a high level right now he's got that intensity this is a guy from texas lived in his car for a while he spent some time at a texas junior college about 40 minutes away from where i spent a little time at a texas junior college yeah and, and he really ratchets it up in the playoffs and um i love love watching jimmy butler play in the
1: playoffs. me too nothing phases him he is just (laughs) the coldest customer i love it just love him watching he can d you up he can get a bucket when he needs to three-pointer he can shoot a shot when he's parallel to the ground apparently and make it i mean what can he do Um, right now he's a bit banged up with the ankles so we're gonna see if he's gonna come back one all as we speak with the new york knicks right now but we'll see how things unfold there you want to talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors and the L.A. Lakers. Because how, that's, do you, that's how did you feel mind. about um, the Sacramento
2: Kings series versus the Golden State Warriors? How did how it finished up? Light the beam,
1: Jamal. How did you feel about it? Steph lit that beam. Yeah. Did he ever? Went seven though. It went seven. Honestly, I'll say this: going into Game Seven in Sacramento, I thought Sacramento might just end this dynasty, this mini dynasty, or whatever you want to call it. Here, here. And Steph came out, drops 50, legendary performance. The rest of the team wasn't playing well. He shot more than he usually does. Handling the ball, doing so much. Steph's amazing to me, briefly, because people, his handle's underrated. I mean... That's how he sets up his shot. It is, but I think we don't talk enough about his handle. because we don't. No. Just the way he creates space. I mean, he's 6'2", 6'3". He's not the biggest guy. He is strong for his size, but when you've got two guys blitzing you, you've got doubles coming at you, all these things. People know what you're gonna do. People know where the spots you want to get to, and he still gets to his spots. He still makes his shots, and that's amazing to be at that level and perform. And you know, guys aren't performing. Clay wasn't having his best day. Pool wasn't having his best day. He gets it done in Game Seven. Mm -hmm. We progress. We survive in advance, and we get on to Mm -hmm. the Lakers tough game one the Lakers I have to feel like there was some residual fatigue whether it be like mental or physical from the Sacramento series from that Sacramento series and the Lakers were rested they come in game one to feel out game in San Francisco Lakers get it done but then tonight we t- I turned the game off. Yeah. It was a, it was a runaway, throwing the towel. As I sh-
2: said to you when I showed up to Little Owl Studios tonight, I took a shower and came out, and, and momentum had swung
1: drastically by about 22 points. It was wild. It was wild. It was wild. Just Clay, at one point, I know, maybe even ended with more, but he had eight threes in the game. So he was on, and when he's doing that. Eight <laughs>
2: threes in the game, not bad.
1: <laughs> when you hit 24 points solely off of threes. I mean, they're in good shape to win, you know, It's it's gonna be a really really interesting Mm -hmm. series Mm -hmm. like this one doesn't feel like a round two series It feels like a deeper round. It's it's heavier than that. Yeah, it's heavier than that There's legacies on the line with so many of these players right like LeBron uh, 38 uh, Steph 35 years old Let's see what happens what you got
2: some thoughts? I just wanted to jump back for a second. So, who are you sort of rooting for? Who do you think is going to win? Mm. Jimmy Butler and the Heat yes. of Miami versus the New York Knickerbockers. Who's going to win that series? Who do you like? I owe you money or beer or something from the New York Knicks winning. And I'm gonna, you're right. You uh, do double or nothing. I'll take it in American. By the way, I'm headed south in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'll take it in a couple of greens, Jason. The next stage rate is yeah.
1: is not swinging in our favor. So you know, I'll take a couple of ones. then. <laughs> Not loonies, but actually paper bills. I got you. I'll take some ones. I got some of those upstairs from my ventures down south. I can hook you up, man. Um, I'm going to take Miami begrudgingly, and i let you ride this Knicks train, and I'll double down, and, and whatever I owe you, let's let's go, and I'll owe you more of it. More sure, of it. sure. Yeah. More money, more problems. <laughs> but uh, we'll go there. I'm going to go with the Canadian RJ
2: Barrett. I'm going to ride with the Knicks. I like the vibrancy in the garden. Yep. You know, I love Jimmy Rocks, but I'm gonna. I like the vibrancy of the garden. It's been so long since they've been there. Jalen Brunson clearly showing he can score, which we weren't sure he could do previously. He was sort of a complimentary player in Dallas, but he's come on the scene and he is an A1 caliber guard. I like Josh Hart. I like the way the Knicks look. I'm rolling with the Knicks. I like to see the Knicks do well. It's been so long, you know. I went to Madison Square garden one time to actually i saw a hockey game that's just what happened to be there on boxing day december 26th the year i was there so i went to watch the the rangers versus the islanders that was kind of fun but um yeah i'm rooting for the knicks in this series i think it's been so long i'd like to see them do well let's jump into the phoenix suns versus the denver nugs have you have you caught any of the first two games of that series jc
1: yeah and you know what doa this game (laughs) this series is over interesting start it's over I'm just telling you right now. It's over. Jamal Stradamus has seen the future. It's over. Denver's got this. I thought man. you were
2: riding with your boy Book
1: and his classic
2: cars and uh, the Easy Money Sniper, Jamal. I love, love, love Devin Booker's game. It's all you text me about how much you love D. Book.
1: If I need someone to give me a mid range bucket, he's he's top. He's up there. I can't say top of the list, but he's in the top mid-range. Top of the list is
2: Natalie Togos. <laughs> hey. Now that's a mid-range bucket. Hey,
1: Although I locked her up on Tuesday. She <laughs> your, knows. Your feet were peppy on Tuesday. Go on. You know, here's a the problem. They lack depth. CP3's injured, as he ought to be. Shocker. <laughs> Pulled up with that groin uh, in game one. and He's out a week, by the way. Yeah. And we called that on the sports
2: class about four apps ago that CP3 was going to
1: we did. He was going to get hurt. We had the crystal balls out. We knew. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's out a week. This thing might be over in a week. But before the series, Jamal, didn't you bet on Suns and
2: Six? Didn't you say something that you you, you were so confident in Booker's mid-range that you thought they were going to win this series?
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. You know what? I watched the game the other night, and the big thing for me is the fact that no one else wants to take a shot. Josh Kogi's in the in the lane has like a little four foot push shot. He didn't want to put it up. I'm You're- still ch- struggling to understand
2: the the relationship with DeAndre Ayton oh, and God. and how he fits. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt about yeah. that Jamal, but I still can't figure it out. We got Booker. Incredible handles, incredible stroke. Kevin Durant, arguably the best scorer of all time. And then we've got yep. DeAndre Ayton in the middle, like, kind of floating around. I saw some clips of him, like, really appearing not to try at all on defense. Monty Williams, I'm struggling to figure out their system. Now, I know KD's only been there months, but it, it, the dynamics there are interesting. And,
1: and to me, it starts with DeAndre Ayton. I agree. He's, he looks average. I mean, Jokic makes a lot of guys look average, and I'll, I'll, I'll credit to him. And let's get there in a moment. We'll get there in a moment. But at the same time, I expect more out of him. He was a high draft pick. He's got the physical size. He's, he's agile. He has all that talent and ability, but it's uh, for some reason it's not coming. And, and I don't see him really even trying to shoot – And and opportunities where he has a a good look at the basket. And defense, I think he's gotta be a little bit stronger too. But I'm watching that game, and basically everybody on the Phoenix Suns are shying away from shots unless your last name's Booker or Durant. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem, because they can't do it all. And a lot of it's hero iso ball when they have it in their hands, which isn't really conducive to success when you're on the road, playing at altitude in Denver. And you look at Denver, which we'll talk about, let's just get into it. We're looking at Denver, Jokic, he can drop 37 if he wants to, but you see him in the post game, he doesn't really want to. He takes what the defense gives him, as my dad always told, told me, which I think is a great mantra as a basketball player. Shout out to Milton. Big shout out to Milton. And he's got Bubble Jamal. Jamal Murray's back. Michael Porter Jr. is healthy. He's an assassin.
2: Oh, and then Bruce
1: uh, Brown. Uh, Jamal. <laughs> Michael
2: Porter Jr. is a, a clueless assassin. <laughs> Went on target he's a great assassin it's true tough to calibrate at times
1: yeah it's MGP. true it's true it's true um bruce brown mm-hmm. the fuck you of bruce brown can what? we just talk about this bruce brown has that like he, his, he the the slighted like he just has this like energy of just like i'm supposed to be here like you should know who i am he's not scared of anyone. We were talking about Butler earlier. Bruce Brown's not scared of anyone. Aaron Gordon has stepped up. You've got lots more depth. KCP. Can we just a moment? Flowers for KCP. KCP KCP is hitting threes that changed that game. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Lakers cast off and now here we are. Oh, wouldn't it be sweet for KCP? Denver gets past Phoenix. Let's say the Lakers win and then KCP is against his old team. Stroke and corner threes, and as I said,
2: you did have Phoenix in this series. Yeah, and you doubted you doubted KCP. I want to double down on how much I've enjoyed through two games and previously, but let's just focus on this round of the series. How much I've enjoyed watching the two-time MVP, Jokic and Canadian Jamal Murray, singular a Jamal, <laughs> play the way they play together, the way. The way Jokic moves, the way he passes the ball, his Serbian arms, man, it's so great. There was a sequence last night when I was watching where they kind of like just dropped a, a soft, little, delicate pass to each other in the lane. He, you know, Jokic had a great shot, but he, but Jamal Murray had just a smidge of a better shot, and he just fed him the rock. Jamal Murray made the shot. I, he had a sort of a um, playoff like Jamal night last night. His shooting percentage wasn't that great, but. The Nugs are legit, man. When those two guys are cooking, the aforementioned
1: KCP, there's something happening there in Denver, it's, and they're fun to watch. Hiding in plain sight, as I said before, they are number one seed for a reason, and I think they've really, mm-hmm. really evidenced to, to everyone. They can get it done. They can play enough defense. They can can get it done. I think they get past Phoenix, and I think they get past Phoenix sooner than later
2: the way jokic has the europeanness of him when he's just in the in the key doing his thing at the high post picking them apart making shots he is
1: spectacular he's a model of efficiency right like he's not pounding the ball like running the clock down or anything he's in the high post like you said looking for that backdoor cut if it's not there He's a seven
2: footer bringing the ball up the court at times and and setting them into their offensive rhythm and plays. Like he's bringing it up, kicks it off, runs around the corner, runs a little baseline cut.
1: Like he's spectacular. The all time, don't judge a book by its cover, a guy. The
2: all time. Absolutely. And my
1: (laughs) Serbian arm
2: comments withstanding. That's it, right? He doesn't look it, but man, is he just. So smart, so smart.
1: I love it. Yeah. Basketball IQ is a very underrated. Like uh Gilbert Arenas was on Ryan Rasillo's podcast talking a lot about like uh how we have ballers and we have the guys that have like IQs and like you know, we have a lot of these ballers that are guys briefly that kind of run out and they can just they're just playing they're just playing. They're not thinking the game in the same way, the same level as a lot of these guys that are, you know, elite. And I feel like Jokic is one of those guys that's elite, just efficient does what he has to, gets the job done, takes what the defense gives him. Boston,
2: Philly, you're watching this far? Your thoughts? I haven't seen much of it. That's an early series out here on the West Coast. I haven't seen as much as mm-hmm. I should have, so I know you've seen a little bit. Your early thoughts, please.
1: Yeah, a lot of Boston fans in my life, so I definitely keep eyes on this. First game, a little bit of viewing theory, possibly. Embiid, our newly minted MVP, Rolex, uh, he <laughs> he didn't play due to that knee injury that was lingering, and Harden comes out and drops i think 45 has a gym great up pant, and down great pants by the way walking in <laughs> oh man great pants the the Harden fits i mean that's a whole other we'll talk about this at another time it's just it's tragic it's criminal skip forward a few days nights that series is now tied 1-1 what's that series now it's one all as you said man Boston blew him out, I think, last night, and it was just it was throwing the throwing the towel, waved the white flag. It was it was a beatdown. It was in the garden, but Philly's gotta be feeling good knowing they stole one. Now it's a five game series. They have home court advantage. Can they get it done? Embiid's on the mend. Let's see what they can do. The thing with Boston, and here's here's my question and if they can win, they need to be consistent. Jalen Brown turns the ball over too much for me. He's, a, he's one of those guys that is so athletic. He's another guy who I think is a baller. He's, he's so athletic. I think he overcompensates for some of his, let's say, lack of basketball IQ. You see him often leave his feet, doesn't know where he's going to pass the ball. Basketball fundamentals, never leave your feet if you don't know what you're going to do. And there's a lot of that with pass him. Pass with flair, not in the air. I love it. I love a rhyme that's on time. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that Jason Tatum's got to step up yeah Brogdon's been great yeah um Al Horford don't get my shot confused with uh, Bill Cartwright Al Horford shooting threes like his life depends (laughs) on it which it does (laughs) he's gotta do a little bit better Marcus Smart don't be dirty don't play dirty you've done some dumb shit don't be dumb don't do that yeah okay. that's what I gotta say to them and and learn and close out games Joe Mazzola step up you're an intense dude I think you've gotta really step up here I think this is Boston's to lose. I'm going to say it, even though it's one-all going to Philly, I don't think Philly, I think uh, Boston has a superior team. They have the better talent and depth. Philly, the first game, uh, Melton was on fire. They had a lot of guys, Maxie, doing a lot of things. But I still think this is Boston's to lose. Let's
2: jump to Dylan Brooks, villain Brooks. <laughs> Two days ago, it's come. it has come to light that the Grizzlies have said, Sham said that, they don't they're not gonna resign him, they're not even gonna offer him a contract.
1: Here's your pink slip. Happened
2: happened really quick. Villain Brooks moments was poking the bear that is and was LeBron James, and now he's not speaking to the media after the last two games, which you know I had a problem with. Villain Brooks, the Memph Grizz, like things things happen quickly out here in the real world. <laughs> I just turned 40. <laughs>
1: I mean Ferris Bueller said if you don't stop and look around sometimes life comes at you pretty fast, right? I'm paraphrasing. But I think Villain Brooks, you know, he's gonna land somewhere. He's not obviously not getting that Memphis deal. He's a serviceable player. He does enough. Defense, he's a wing, big body, three and D guy. I think surprise gonna...
2: surprising though they've decided to cut the cord with him, or at least it appears that
1: the that, uh, It seems that way. That the Grizz have decided to cut the cord with him. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because I feel like Overall, this team needs to mature. There's a there's a cloud hanging over this team. Steven Adams wasn't playing. There was no adult in the room. We missed a New Zealander on the team. We missed a Kiwi on that team. They would have done if they had have had that Kiwi
2: fortitude.
1: I agree. I think they needed like a, an adult in the room, and Jaw's going yeah. through whatever he's going through. Weird, down- se- weird season that way. Too. Yeah, they were at home. They were in that 3-1 uh, point of the game. They won that game to send it back to L.A. L.A. closed it out in game six. But the, the the way they were dancing around and doing their thing in game uh, game game five, I guess, just was mystifying to me because I'm just like, you guys are down and you're just so immature, and it's just like, read the situation. You're up against LeBron, the best, one of the best to ever do it, and look at how he acts. Mimic that. Learn from your elders. So Memphis, I need to recalibrate. Dylan Brooks not speaking to the media after mm.
2: the last two games brutal not even showing up and giving some poor unreportable answers in the locker room after game six and seven in that series is is it's pathetic from where I sit like it's you go out there you made those comments about LeBron you're yeah. you're playing the heel as stated. If you're going to roll that way, you also also have to go out there and face the music. And and you don't even need to do a great job of facing the music, but you need to go out there and stand there and take it like a human being. And the fact that he didn't do it, I was loving his heel roll, but the fact that he didn't go out there and answer the questions is, nah.
1: He needs to be held accountable. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that, man. That's a, bit, that's a bit weak in my books. Yeah, we saw your fight or flight response and we didn't like it. So I, I feel that way. Briefly just want to hit this. Nick Nurse out, head coach of the Raps
2: after all these years and a and a championship, a chip. Who's the next coach of the Toronto Raptors? Maybe Jamal. we can do
1: a little uh, offline tradesies here. Cause uh Coach Bud got fired in Milwaukee. Maybe mm-hmm. Bud goes to Toronto and maybe uh Nick, Nick Nurse goes to Milwaukee is a bleeping dream. He's an Iowa guy. I think that if this happened, whoo I, I i'm not a milwaukee fan i like nick nurse i think this would be a match bait in heaven toronto i don't know i don't know what they do do you promote from within wait coach bud in milwaukee gets fired like mm-hmm. two three years after winning it uh, yeah it's it's wild the nba is, is a fickle beast I, I mean dame lillard our guy came on and said you know you find guy firing guys that just won chips exactly and uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, some people have said uh, coaches are hired to be fired, and unfortunately, Bud didn't get done. I, you know, I said my piece about Bud. I think he needed to do a little bit more. Often, when you have superstars and a team that's had success, the first to go is the coach because you're not going to fire your stars. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. You'll be listening to this on the weekend
2: again. Thanks so much to all your glossers out there. A big shout out to the Glossers in Oman. We got a couple listeners in Oman, eh? Oh, yeah, Yeah, we got a couple listeners in O in Oman, the country of Oman. Tomorrow night, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, that's a big game. Yes, sir. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. local here. That's a great game. And then the aforementioned Celtics and 76ers earlier to that on a Friday night. Looking forward to watching that, JC. Hopefully we can connect. Connect on maybe a little four-mile brews and um Maybe watch the tail end of that Nuggets game.
1: I'd love that. Let's see if we make it happen. With that, let's take a break. Let's take a break. of brewing operations at four mile brew pub matt say hi to the people hey guys glad to be here happy to have you here
2: matt live in little owl studios on almost the weekend just to set the mood let's talk beer as we're heading into the weekend jc why not crack that sucker
1: yeah we we're gonna talk some beer cinco de mayo if you're so inclined, tomorrow. So it's a good time yes. for it. Spring has sprung, they yes. say, even though it's gray outside right now and cold. I saw some people wearing tukes and gloves today. Mm. I was wearing a get. toque. I was wearing a toque on the way over here. Mm. There you go. There you go. But um, yeah, we want to jump in some beer talk. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, always love talking with Matt. First, before we get into beer talk, we want to talk a little bit just your backstory, Matt. So... Born and raised in this fair city? No, I'm actually from uh, Stony Creek, Ontario, which
0: is just outside of Hamilton. I've been here since I was like about ten years old. Okay. Uh, when I first got here, I remember thinking like, "Holy shit, everything is covered in moss <laughs> and like a, a layer of green that I've never in Hamilton. Like it's just not a it's not a thing, right? It gets so hot there that any kind of like mold or or moss is burnt off by the and a spring right Hamilton is green free yeah <laughs> just brown yeah just just brown lots of brick yeah uh, yeah and then I, I came here and, and you know in the in the last pretty much I've been here about 30 some odd years now and it's it's changed drastically
1: hmm. uh, yeah
0: Everything's different like look at Uptown Uptown was just a sleepy little bowling alley bowling alley it was it was local when I got here yeah right right so it's uh it's, it's it's the entire town's changed uh pretty drastically since I've
1: been here. Now we got a Whole Foods. We've arrived. Right, a Whole Foods. Woo. Changing <laughs> by the tape the yeah. day
0: too. I like to pay a dollar per olive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking justice language right now. You grew up in a hockey family, right?
0: Yeah. Uh like, you know, not really like a lot of like necessarily like hockey playing. Like I played a lot of hockey, my little brother played a lot of hockey. Uh, my dad was the Zamboni driver at the arena. Nice. What, yes. what rink were we hanging out at? Juan de Fuca. Mm. My mom was worked in the ticket arena. So, actually, let me take that back. Uh, when I grew up in, before I moved here, when we were in Stony Creek, uh, my parents, my dad worked at, was the Zamboni guy at Lawfield Arena in Stony Creek. My mom worked at the arena doing the tickets there. Mm. And then we moved here. My dad got the, t- the Zamboni driver job at Juan Fuca. And then my mom. Focused on raising five fucking kids. Five kids? <laughs> yeah. five kids. Four siblings. Yeah, I'm the middle of five. Wow. I got, I got two older brothers, an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister. Excuse me. Nice. Nice. How did family? You- that, <laughs> I say that that, it- that forms like a pretty big part of my personality, right? I, be- I, I bet <laughs> it does.
2: And also, not only your four siblings, but and I say this with the utmost respect and admiration for these people, as I'm in rinks every week. Man, the rink rats, man. These people who are rink rats They're there. you know, I'm playing men's league hockey at ten thirty on a Wednesday. There's this guy cleaning
0: the ice for us so we yeah. can get out there to to roll around a little bit. Like it's a lifestyle. Yeah, my dad actually did like so he did all the uh all the ice at the Lawfield Arena and then uh he did the ice at Cops Coliseum in Hamilton mm-hmm. as well. When they did the World Juniors, like they, they were they specifically requested him because he'd made he did the best ice. Very neat. That's great. Uh so he you know he has he has a lot of stories of like of like, doing the doing the ice at arenas and like cool uh you know, late night after like a uh, like a bag skate doing the ice and <laughs> accidentally like driving through the boards like the night before the rural juniors kind of thing. <laughs>
1: that kind of stuff and like trying to and, fix it, staying up all night trying and he, to fix trying it. trying
0: to fix it with like duct tape and like just trying to hold it together until till the next night. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, you know, there's lots of stories like that. And uh yeah, so pretty much like you know, my dad would take me to to work with him. You know, once or twice a week, and I would just skate on a fresh sheet of ice. Not much better than you know, that. Nothing nicer than that. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice, nice.
0: But I didn't play a lot of like ice hockey growing up necessarily because it was so expensive and being,
1: yeah. you know,
0: kind of five kids, five kids, and kind of poor. It just wasn't a thing. With and, the last name and, Riches, you were kind of poor kind of poor uh and then when like when inline hockey became a thing like you you needed significantly less gear to play ice hockey you needed pants skates elbow pads gloves helmet that was pretty much it yeah right so we that's why when when inline hockey became a thing like me and my brothers jump on that shout out to the vancouver voodoo vancouver voodoo the voodoo that you do
2: yeah I never hear
0: Colin James, Colin James's song, the vo- that
2: voodoo thing. I think oh, I about the
0: Vancouver no, voodoo. I, I, never, I didn't catch on to that, but you didn't. No, mm. I was a little bit too young to like
1: catch on to the music part of it. Then you were um, also. I feel like we had conversations in the past. Boxing was big in your family too. Boxing,
0: yeah. Uh, well, just as my like my dad's a like a, a poor Scottish immigrant, right? So Scott, <laughs> like boxing was pretty like ingrained in his. Like life, yeah, It's just like a matter of survival, pretty much, right? So, growing up, it'd be pretty much if me or you, it was here's a set of boxing gloves, go in the bedroom, close the door, sort it out. Did that work? Yeah, but there's a just a definite hierarchy in our family. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not like the. I'm not the meanest one in the family by any means. I, I <laughs> That's felt, your sister. I fall I fall pretty hard pretty far down that category. Uh my sister uh as far as the family goes, uh she's pretty far down the totem pole, but as far as like real life toughness, uh, I I'd take her over any other female walking.
1: I <laughs> it. <I'd laughs> I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your uh, career in, in brewing. Like, um, how did you end up in, in brewing? Like, what kind of spurned your interest, and, and how'd you land there?
0: Uh, to be completely honest, the first beer I tasted that I've kind of got me into was a Blue Buck. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that kind of started for me. I was like, you know, I, I tasted a Phillips Blue Buck, and I was like, I had never tasted, I had never tasted non-yellow fizzy. <laughs> beer before i didn't know that i didn't know it existed and i tasted this and i was like like holy fuck this isn't this isn't like anything i've ever tasted this before. different yeah uh and then like shortly thereafter i started homebrewing i was at a bit of a uh crossroads with my like career at the time and and I, I i was kind of looking for something to do and hobbies to do and and i don't remember exactly how homebrewing became a thing uh and then i, I started a job and Kind of in the interview I even talked to my to the to the owner of the, of the business. I was like, you know, I I want this job, but I also I want to start brewing. So my plan is to like go to brewing school mm-hmm. at some point in the next couple of years. So like I'll be doing that while I'm working here. I'll be working towards that goal. So as long as you're okay with that, like I'll give you everything I got up until that point, but like but I got goals that don't involve this. And he's like, I appreciate that got the job yeah and then it just so happened that like the guy that i uh that i was kind of working with like every minute of every day uh this guy named mike uh he was also kind of interested in home brewing and pretty much for the first three months him and i just you know we sat our monitors just like we're like we're talking right now like we faced yeah. he, we faced each other for every every day pretty much and we talked about brewing and uh he ended up sp- while we were talking he was like oh i've already placed my order for all this homebrew stuff and he, you know we spent like a thousand dollars on stuff and i was like oh shit like okay i need to buy stuff too so then i bought stuff <laughs> and then we kind of just like it kind of like spurred this this thing in me that i was like i need to i need to go at it i need to do this yeah uh and i really wanted a job at, at phillips and I, I emailed them like every minute of every day i sent i sent emails i would drop by i would i knew people who worked there i'd give them my resume like give mm. it to your boss like <laughs> i fucking harassed them for like three four years and if phillips was, was relatively still new on the scene quite like quite new i think they yeah. were like less than 10 years old at the time okay okay you know they were kind of like the like the the new like up-and-comer like they yep. were definitely they just they had just uh, if you remember the whole like blue truck thing hmm. they released a, a beer they released blue truck and there was a uh, brewery down in the states that uh, had a beer called red truck mm. <clears throat> the red truck brewery yeah and they sued I think I'm pretty sure it was red truck but they, they sued uh, Phillips for using that name and so it turned into this big thing and everyone on the island was like well, you, you, can't, you can't sue the little guys it's like we're going to drink all their beer we're going to drink all their beer all the time <laughs> and so that really galvanized their like following are oh, following oh wow and then so they changed the name from blue truck to blue buck to get past that but at that point it was already like everyone was already like firmly behind uh phillips That's... and so and so that happened but uh and i i harassed them for years for a job and they wouldn't do it they, and like i because i just didn't have the experience to warrant it really yeah uh so i end up m- uh, quitting my job at the graphic design place, the sticker place, which is where I, I told that guy, like I, I want to go brew, and it just didn't happen. Uh, I ended up meeting, meeting Adrian, uh, and instead of moving to Scotland to go to brewing school, I just kind of said, Fuck it, I'll move to Vancouver and work at a brewery. Yeah, right. And because the funny thing is, is, she was supposed to move to New Zealand, she or she'd had some stuff happen, but you know, she was supposed to go to New Zealand, so when we met. It's kinda of like we were both safe because like I was going here and she was going there, so mm-hmm. it's like there's no worries, right? But then it one thing leads to another and I'm I'm here and she's there. I'm going to Vancouver working at Big Rock for a couple years, getting experience. And then went to Steamworks mm-hmm. and then RMB, and Uh and then ended up back in Victoria again. Ended up at Phillips for a little bit. Uh, Worked at a weed dispensary for for about a year, and then uh, and then f- uh, four mile kind of fell in my lap, and uh, I'm I'm pretty glad it did. Yeah. To be honest, I, I went into the to the interview with, with no expectations. Uh, I'd already accepted a job at another place. Oh yeah. At another, uh, another
2: went in there with one in your
0: pocket. Yeah. That? I went in there with it's a, a good feeling. It is. at a sign company up at a, up in Langford called SignPad. Yeah. And they would already offered me the job. And I remember the interview because the guy was asking me about all my experience and he was asking about the si- like about all my like, graphic design, uh, graphic design experience, and I was kind of like, know, yeah, here it is." And he was asking me about my like brewing experience and I was kind of like, "Here it is. Yeah. And you know, so he offered me the job and I was kind of like, yeah, sure, like, I'll, I'll take the job. Uh, I'm like just so you know, like I have eye surgery booked in like four weeks so I, I can't take this job right now because i have eye surgery and it's like a i can't have any kind of industrial anything in my eyes mm-hmm. uh so i'll be able to take your job in like seven weeks sorry just to interject
2: eye surgery we're getting cataracts we're getting a, a corneal adjustment what's uh, happening here Strabismus
0: surgery sorry said that again? Strabismus stru- i haven't heard surgery. that word before uh there's the muscles on the side. I know you can't really see my hands here, uh, but there's the <laughs> muscle on the side of your eye. Yeah. Pretty much, like take it off and readjust your eye and stick it back on. Huh. Wow. It's because I was seeing double, so they kind of make it all straight again. Double vision for all those years. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah.
2: I didn't see you wearing rec specs on Tuesday night, mad at hoops. I didn't see well, you well, have with the little glasses. They, they fixed
0: it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to protect it though. Uh,
0: no. Okay. No, no, no. They did it okay
1: <laughs> so yeah so you uh that's that's a great like origin story like uh so May how long like, have you been at four mile now yeah uh, almost
0: so. five years uh i started there like about a month before ollie was born mm-hmm. uh, i had just started there and he was born and then i went on a little like a week of leave not even probably had like six days of leave and then i was kind of back into the swing of things
1: how oh, very american of you
0: I know. I just, <laughs> at, at the time I had just started, and I didn't really, I, I need a job. I don't want to make them think I'm leaving. I, I need to show them I'm loyal. yeah, uh, You
2: didn't even tell them that your partner was pregnant in the interview.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do sometimes, right? Uh, so no, like that being said, like right after like right after that happened, we had a fire at the, the restaurant and the pub. So I was off for like five months. Uh, wow. Me, Ollie, and Adrian went to Vietnam for a month. Yep. Uh, which was one of the, like the best trips of my life. Uh, I proposed to Adrian while I was there in the purple Forbidden City in Vietnam. You know, Ollie was strapped to her chest, so I think the the deck was kind of stacked in my favor. Sure. <laughs> sure. let say. That's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was you know it was a it was a, it was a good trip, and then I got and then I got back and uh, we got back and it was pretty much pretty much a covid yeah uh so between the like 5 months we were off for the fire and then the 2 years it was off for the for covid it was like i had an extraordinary amount of time with the little guy
1: yeah some happy accidents yeah. or if you will
0: so it that... made it made up for the uh the lack of like immediate parental time right which i'm getting with the eight, with with Juna uh, now, which I didn't get with Ollie, but I got, you know, a, like two and a half years with him at
1: a pretty high rate of MET. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. wanted to talk about some of the successes you had at Forma. You're talking about uh, kind of before and after with COVID, obviously, but 2019 and just recently in, in 2022, you guys won Best North American Pale Ale. And just to kind of give a little bit of a scope, and I'll let you talk about it at more at length. But I know in this most recent win, there were seventy-one entrants. Yeah, like you you said earlier off mic, it was just like everybody's got a burger. We get the best one, basically. Yeah, I mean, like you know, there's so many categories where there's like 10, 11
0: like eleven entries, and great, you won. Or sometimes it's like four or five and like you want (laughs) great right (laughs) but like the pale ale is like you know everyone like i said everyone has one you know everyone everyone has a hamburger and that's and that's the one so you know i I can hang my hat on that for sure it's cool pretty pretty well uh
1: which which beer was it again
0: it was for a hazy uh hazy citra pale ale Mm. nice delicious yeah yeah uh that's I'm working big. this Tangerine Dream session ale right now, Matt, and it's a delight. Yeah, well Tangerine Dream, that's like our that is our best seller by probably a, a mile mm. <laughs> people or four. Four mile even people just cannot <laughs> people cannot get enough of that beer. We have super fans, we have people who come and drink they they buy like flats of it every week. Oh you wow. People who come in and drink Five days a week, they'll drink five or six pints of it and then go home.
1: Is it a year nice round? Life? Yeah, uh, that's that. That is a, that is the
0: gas in the in the tank kind of beer. Yeah, that, that pays the bills.
1: Nice. I remember the first time you, uh, you gifted me some, and I loved it because 4.25% alcohol. There, like, really easy, great. I remember for me, I think it was like a, this time of year, spring, summer, and it's like this is delicious, easy, light. So. Yeah. yeah, as a buddy of
0: mine calls it, he says it's like, it's like the perfect lawnmower beer. Nice.
1: <laughs> That's a great analogy. Nice. Agreed. That's a good, a good segue because I'm curious, a couple of things, but I'm curious. What are some of your favorite beers? And then also I want to just kind of play a bit of a game or, or just kind of what do you like to drink in certain scenarios? So you're talking about the lawnmower beer. What do you drink, you know, where uh, I'll say blessed with a lot of rainy gray days here in liquid neck sunshine. Of the woods. liquid, liquid sunshine, sunshine as you, you try to tell yourself
0: you know to be honest i don't really drink a lot when it's rainy like mm. i'm not a rainy day drinker i'm like gotcha. a, i'm like a sunny day drinker or like it's cold and it's snowy kind of drinker like what's your cold snow yeah what is your cold for? snowy stout, uh, nice like, stout. Like, like a like a high percentage stout reporter kind of thing you know something in like the what's tempers, your christmas tempers, beer Matt? what's
2: your christmas beer
0: herminator mm. From Vib, yeah, delight. That's, that's like a classic, a classic summer or sorry winter, uh, winter warmer. That's uh, usually I'll, I'll buy like a four pack of those and kind of sip on them over two months. What are you watching? What are you drinking when you're watching a sporting event? What's your NBA Finals beer, Matt? Uh, well, mm. the Tangerine Dream that you're drinking right now is like my like sports beer. Nice. I can drink it and stay coherent. Mm-hmm. Think about what's <laughs> going on. I can remember it the next day, but really for me, it's like beers are so like situational. Like I, Mm. it really depends on like what you doing, like the mood I'm in and the, and the, and what I'm doing. Uh, you know, like for me, the summers are like all about, like I, I'm all about traditional beers. I know there's all these like sours and beers and all these other things, but I, I kind of like traditional, traditional styles. Uh, like a lager or like, like a, a... Like a Hefeweizen. Yep. Like a Vienna lager. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fruit beer person. I'll eat fruit. I'm not really a big fruit drinker. Uh, Tangerine that dream, scent, dream notwithstanding, though. yeah, you know, that's like a... That so, is, a, that is so. a beer with a little bit of fruit in it. Agreed. You know, it's still malty. It has like a, a good backbone to it. Uh like i mean that being said i've i've had a over the five years i've been at four mile i've i've had a love and hate thing with with tangerine dream as well sometimes i'm just like what the why are we making this because <laughs> it sells <laughs> why are we making this well and that's exactly right yeah. and, then, Play that's, the and, and that's pretty much it it's like it sells and then and that gives us the uh that gives us like the space to make other beers because that beer sells so much right and you know that's that's our best uh our best package product is is Tangerine Dream, but in the pub, the lager is what sells the most. Oh nice. You know, we sell probably like five or six hundred liters a week of yellow fizzy lager.
2: Um, what are you you're like every quarter, or every year, twice a year, you're coming up with new beers once a year? Like when do you introduce new stuff? Or hey, there's a new beer on the summer, four miles got a... Uh, tangerine dream twist like how often are you doing new products
1: well we before you into that we were uh, luckily enough at my birthday party you, you uh, blessed us with that um, lava lamp which yeah I, it's like kind of like one of your first forays into the sours and that was a, um, a collaboration with uh, one of your buddies up in port alberni so that's one that just came to mind sorry, sorry. to cut you off no no but also Go ahead, Justin. No,
2: what was that IPA you brought that night for Jamal's birthday party a couple Saturdays ago? Uh, Sorry when uh, COVID was smoking a cigarette in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) Jamal turned 43? (laughs) Who's Who's the new guy in the corner? Yeah.
0: (coughs) Let's everybody have a
1: hug. Hey, we're here (laughs) today. We got to hug this out and make sure we pass it all around. But, yeah, we, we hit you with a bunch of questions and didn't let you answer. Answer, answer
0: any uh, of them. Uh, that was the East Coast IPA. Uh, that's, like, our, like, our kind of uh, main, it's, like one of, like, one of our main beers, like, our, our main IPA. It's uh, Galaxy Hops, Citra mm-hmm. Hops, a little bit of Ella Hops. It's a combination people tend to like. Uh, it's a pretty simple beer, but it, it tends to tends to sell pretty well, and people like it. Nice yeah and you and like yeah and the, we... and, the, and the lava lamp as well uh so that was a, a collaboration that i did with uh sorry not i we uh, it's a collaboration <laughs> we did with uh a brewery up in Port Aquitlam not Port portal port alberni called uh twin cities uh and that actually came about because a friend of mine that i'd worked with many years ago uh, at a hat store in mayfair mall uh i saw him pop up on the on a, a brewery of a like a brewery social media and i was like oh it's shinako i was like where'd that guy come from <laughs> i was like i haven't seen him in like in years and like last time i talked to him he hated beer and then and i thought about it and i was like oh last time he talked to me i hated beer too like, weird <laughs> and then so i ended up messaging him and uh and we've you know we've reconnected over the years and you know every every time there's like beer awards and stuff and you know me him and his wife get together and have drinks and uh you know they're just fantastic people uh, uh, so we kept in touch and uh we organized a collab with with his brewery up there and uh, and, and my brewery and we just, we did a, a guava raspberry kettle sour and it's turned out pretty well it's actually pretty much the last uh the last flat of it i delivered yesterday and it's pretty much gone at this point so
1: mightfully so i really enjoyed it i love the label as well really cool uh visuals Good. it was delicious. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you like the label. It's kind of, uh, cause like I used to do, I used to be a graphic designer, right. before I, before I got into brewing, uh, so I get to like scratch that itch. I don't really like doing it on a full time scale anymore, but it's like, I still like doing it. So yeah. it's kind of nice that I get to, that's um, part of your role too. At formal is it's, it's yeah, it's part of my role. It's something I do. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I get paid for it, but, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely do that cause I just don't want someone else to do it. And I don't want to have to, uh, I would rather not squabble with the graphic designer about like what he's not doing for me. <laughs> yes. Be like I can just do it myself, man. Yeah. This like, is my vision. Like, yeah. like, exactly. Like I don't want to I don't want to have to explain my vision when I could just make my vision happen. No, good for you. So, uh, it works out pretty well and uh, that's pretty great because as you know like
2: and you know this more than anybody. I mean, lots of beers sell purely on the visual component, like how they look on the shelves. I mean, that's why people are buying certain things every damn day. Yeah, I
0: go into the that's sure, a cool can. can like sure I'm a I'm a beer nerd and I mm-hmm. you know I'm, I I think I'm a pretty high standard for like the beer that I'll buy but I'll mm-hmm. I'll still occasionally I'll just go into the store and be like I'm just gonna just pick four beers that look good yeah. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> I'll worry about how they taste later and yeah. learn, oh, nice. uh, whatever right and sometimes I'll I'll pick up something and I'll be like holy shit this is like I would have never tried this had I not just picked random stuff off the shelf right had I
2: that look cool yeah
0: had i just came, had i came in here and just stick to what i normally
1: buy i would have ended up with fucking three pilsners and a dry hop lager <laughs> <laughs> i do that all the time because i get overwhelmed honestly it just like there's so much on offer um which is you know great to have those options mm-hmm. capitalism but it is sometimes going kind to of be overwhelming and sometimes mm-hmm. i just gravitate towards those different labels yeah and I used to do the same thing when I was a kid with, like, CDs. You know, you go to the record yeah. store on a Tuesday, right. see what's going on. This looks cool.
0: Uh, a, uh, Adrian was at the liquor store the other day getting some uh, white wine to make uh, risotto for us. Mm-hmm. And she was there with Oliver, and uh, she let Oliver pick some pick some beers for me. Didn't he? Like, he just picked them off the shelf because he looked like how they look. <laughs> and then so at dinner, I was asking him, and I was like, hey, like, why did you pick these? And he, he felt kind of awkward telling me. that He's like, oh, I just picked them because they, like, they look good. I was like, dude, I do this
1: same yeah, thing, thing. <laughs> runs runs Nothing in the blood about speaking of which
0: he is very stoked about you guys and your basketball and uh i'm very happy he dribbled he did some shooting thank you justin
2: oh no problem that was you that was on. my first interaction with Ollie, and he was he was into it he was going
0: i could tell you're watching out of the corner of your eye but yes. he seemed to be having a hoot he did it for an hour and a half yeah. with you guys which is like an hour and 15 minutes more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attention span right. is the issue here. And at the end of it, he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, I'm bored. And I was like, oh, no. I was like okay, you did it for an hour and a half. Like, is, I expected this a lot, a lot longer before. So, yeah, I'm sorry to speak with Oliver, but yeah. He's no, awesome. it's, it's great. great. I, I love the little guy, and he was just, uh, he was very happy, and I was, I was, I was so happy to see him had a good time with you guys at basketball yeah man it was wonderful
1: kudos to him too because he's probably one of the youngest if not the youngest that was there and he he hung with it there's a lot of stimuli there's a lot of stuff happening a lot of sound a lot of visuals and he uh he persevered and and he had fun and that's a testament to to you guys yeah it
0: was nice to i could take a break from the from playing and just like go watch him and yeah make sure he knew that i was like focused in on him and
1: it's a sweet little thing. Yeah, it's a nice, nice community. Uh, our basketball teacher here, Justin, is is really good at at creating a good environment for for the youth. <laughs> he's trying to help yeah. the youth out. <laughs> at the at the end, he was like, uh, he's like, Dad, I'm
0: tired. And I was like, okay, I'm like why, be, why, be, like go tell Justin that you're uh, that you're tired. He's like, and I'm bored. And I was like, um, <laughs> Go tell Justin you're bored. No, I, was, I was like, can we? He's like, you, know, you, you can just uh, you can run just some leave, sprints. You can just leave that part out. And he's like, yeah. He's like, but I am. And I was like, yeah, okay, but you can just like. And so we had like a good. It probably took ten minutes for me to be like, just like leave that part out. <laughs> and then finally he did. He, he went
1: over. He's like,
0: just happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> great. No, it was great. No, good, it was that. sweet. He was sweet. He was, yeah, a, sure he was really happy to guys.
1: No, that's cool. I wanted to uh, be remiss just the I wanted to stick just for a minute and go back and talk about just like if you wanted to plug any other beers you have. I know like the I believe the Blackberry Session Ale I've had, which is really great as well. Um, the, the coffee, I'm spacing on it. We have but, a Level Ground Coffee Lager. Thank you. Level uh, well, Ground.
0: Which we don't have on tap anymore, but we do have in package. Uh, we have a Rose Hips west coast pale ale that we brewed on uh international women's day oh cool uh i let my i let my assistant mel kind of take the uh take the reins of that one she she wrote the recipe she planned the brew day she invited a bunch of uh a bunch of women into uh assist with the brew she got other other people from the inside the building so like from the restaurant and the servers and stuff they kind of stopped they kind of stopped by and and kind of walk them through the brew day and kind of show them how it's done that's cool Uh, so the brew itself it actually uh, it benefited the it's called the Pink Boots Society and it's a society that helps and encourages uh, women and LGBTQ uh, people to get into the brewing community and into the industry and stay there through uh, education grants and mentorship and that kind of stuff Uh, so uh when you buy the hops themselves there's a certain blend uh and a certain percentage of that goes towards the society nice and then also when you sell the beer uh a certain percentage of that goes towards the society as well uh and it helps people from just you know uh uh less kind like marginalized marginalized yeah. uh communities kind of get into the society cuz you know to be completely honest it's uh a lot of tall white bearded dudes, right? So I I, I I feel I feel pretty I feel pretty welcome in the uh in the industry. Uh, and I and I try to I try to you know be aware of that uh that privilege. Uh, you know and, and you know my like my assistant uh, she's a female she's male uh, Melissa uh, and you know that being said uh, I didn't give a single shit about that when I hired her. I nice. hired her because good at her job i she was good at her job i got a good vibe from her i got a good we had a good rapport uh and then the whole like her being a female and all that kind of stuff was like second it was kind of like you know that was like i would i would have preferred someone who doesn't have the exact same background as me because it just brings someone else to the to the to the beer to the beer yeah diversifies to the to the to the the crew right i don't i don't want to keep hanging out with people who look and have all the same uh experiences as me. Right? Did, I got to here does, here. Here here. That's why it. we're so close. Yeah. yeah. Here. here. Right? <laughs> Every um, Ebony and Ivory, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, Matt, for people that don't know, <laughs> you guys are a you guys are a brewery, you're a you're a multi layered pub and you're selling your product up and down the island. Give us just a just a s quickly just give us a sense of the scope of four mile so, brewing cup.
0: Yeah, we actually you know before uh, before the pandemic we were actually selling pretty much Almost into Ontario at the time, uh, in pretty much every liquor store between, between here and there. Uh, but then the fire happened and the pandemic happened, and we've kind of reeled everything back to just, if you want our beer, you got to come to Four Mile, or you got to go to one of our two liquor stores. We have one liquor store up at like uh, Cold Corners, right of London Drugs, yeah, you know? and we have another one right at uh, Admiral's Walk by the thrifties there. Okay. Nice. Uh, and that's yeah. pretty much like other than those three places. Uh, there's been a f- a little bit of more activity in the last like I would say like two or three weeks. is getting our stuff into like a Cascadia, around town. But that's like pretty much that's it. We're you know we're pri- we're kind of primarily focused about like getting you into the pub, buying our beer there. And, and I'm pretty happy with the, that. That's our focus because makes my job easier. I get to like focus on making good beer and like instead of worrying about Shipping logistics all over Canada. Yeah, it doesn't interest
1: me for sure. What's on the horizon? And like, what's uh, what are you working on? What are you cooking up next? Anything you can tell us, or is it all top secret? Ah, nothing is really
0: all that secret. At all. It all kind of just is what it is. But uh, you know, kind of one of the nice things about uh, uh, not focusing on package products. is we have a lot of flexibility on like what we can and, and can't do. Is I can pretty much do almost whatever i want with like three weeks notice i can sort of recipe down and, and make it happen that's great that's cool uh that's you know we we, we just had that collab with uh with twin cities up in portal bernie collabs like this come up all the time like yeah people reach out a, and a say, few times a year mm-hmm. you know uh you know we've been kind of a a bit of a, a bit of an insular brewery for the last kind of couple of years we haven't really done a lot of like a lot of collabs we haven't really kind of Went anywhere? We haven't really done anything, uh, but this year we've they've kind of they've kind of given me the 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 go to focus on like being a bit more social and like being out there in the community, mm-hmm. bringing people to us. Uh, in, in two weeks, we're heading up to Port Bernie for the return brew of that collab. So we're gonna do a prickly a prickly pear mm, sour okay. up at their brewery up
1: in there. I can't wait. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. prickly pear. Yeah so
2: break down a little bit of where the the beer scene is in victoria though matt like there's there is a multitude of breweries there's a lot of product out there like is the beer world in our community is it still growing matt like i see there's all these brew pubs popping up all the time some of which are quality some aren't and there's there's new products it seems by the day like not just in the beer category like like the seltzers are crazy hot right now like is it still growing like is the population out there still seeking different kind of stuff right now like it seems it seems like there's so many products out there like the market might be a little bit saturated i say as a total outsider but what what do you insiders think
0: well i feel like if you know if you're if you if you're planning on opening a brewery up that is distributing all over bc there's probably not room for you okay uh you know
2: to say nothing of what's in Vancouver, a uh, little bit south of the border in
0: Washington State, it seems like there's a lot around it's kind of is that yeah, that, right. that's kind of still how I feel is like you know there's there's just there's not a lot of room if you're gonna be if you're trying to be like a big regional brewery mm-hmm. uh, if you're gonna if you want be like a and I say this, but I also like this is kind of kind of my plan, but you know, if you want to be like a small local neighborhood brewery mm-hmm. where people gotta come into your pub to drink your beer and you're not focusing on sending your stuff all over the everywhere, then there's still room for that. Uh, But that being said, with like the cost of real estate and the cost of all these supplies, (coughs) it makes it really hard to like have a a small, a small view on what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it's, you need money and you need it now. Right. Uh, Olives are a dollar per, right? Yeah. So I feel like there's still, you know, there's still a few areas you know small towns that don't have breweries where it's like you know we were at we were up in port renfrew for a friend's wedding and uh, uh i went to go to the liquor store to buy beer mm-hmm. and i got a six pack of alexander keith's and it was 14 fucking dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would it typically be uh like beer? you could get a
0: this was back when you could get a four like a a, a six pack or like a four pack of talk hands like it's all the same uh, roughly the same um, same amounts but you could get a, a six pack of beer for a f- good craft beer for 10 50 11 gotcha okay and there it was like take four- me back 1415 <laughs> for a for a thing of, and even you know they keep our beer pretty like cheap at the stores like it's like 13.99 for a four pack of like four mile beer yeah which is, I keep telling you they need to like raise the price because you know yeah I don't need to make I don't need to be known as making value beer, but that's another, that's another thing for another day. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so I totally forgot where I was going with this. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. So, so, so like seeing that when I was up in Port Renfrew was like a, like proof that there's, there's all these areas where there's like, you know, as a small brewer, if I can get 15 bucks for a four pack of my beer, Mm. I'm, I'm in heaven. Yeah. And I'm sure if you could just like tap into that local market local store to to, to buy a six pack of keys, like I think I can make better beer than that. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. And you just have to like you just have to market it. You just have to like yeah. you know, uh, if you're gonna be up in Port Renfrew, like, you know what? You can't make you can't make triple IPAs and you can't make double IPAs because they ain't gonna fucking go for that. Mm-hmm. You gotta like work them into that stuff and you kinda kinda like you gotta create a culture up there, right? You can't just Walk in and expect Joe Blow, who's picking up a six pack of Lucky on the way home from work, to all of a sudden switch to a right a double IPA. You know that's this, not going to happen. This math magician that
2: I'm working on right now is a delight, though. Joe Blow might like that.
0: Yeah, so that's actually uh, a beer from uh, my buddy's brewery in Twin C- in Port Alberni. There.
1: Nice. Yeah, I was going to say there's a quote from George Clooney that I feel like applies here. Something I think about often. He said, I make one for me and one for them. Yeah. You know, I'll make a film that maybe like the studio kind of uh, more commercial that, like you said, keeps uh, keeps the lights on, let's say, and then I'll maybe have something that I can experiment and, and, and uh, kind of pursue those creative uh, uh, pursuits that I want.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of the thing, you know, uh, uh, as much as I wasn't a huge uh, f- a fan of my time at Phillips, it was like the... You know, the, there was that joke of, like, every time you're filling up your gas tank, it's like, oh, there's Blue Buck. Yeah. <laughs> there's Blue Buck. Because, like, that was, you know, you, you, you brewed Blue Buck three quarters of the time pretty much was uh, right. You were, you were brewing Blue Buck, right?
1: might not feel like the, like, sexiest endeavor, but at the same time, it's, it's like you said earlier, like, creating a, um, capacity to yeah. t- try some other things and yeah. do some other things.
0: Ladies, putting my kids through
1: college. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I go home to Richmond just about every every year, every summer. I go home to Richmond. I remember a couple of years ago we had this conversation. I was like, Matt, there's the coolest thing I'd seen. I went to Richmond and they had this place called Growlers to Go, and it's got like you know just taps from all the local brews because there's a huge scene. Um, hopefully, I can get one of you, both you guys to Richmond one day. The scenes there is great. Um, but anyway, just a plethora of of different taps. From different local brews you can just pop in fill up a growler fill up a keg if you're so inclined do whatever you want to do and i was thinking why don't we have that here in bc and then you broke it down for me can you talk <laughs> about that a little bit and like the the stringent uh laws we have here or just kind of your take yeah, yeah growlers
2: were hotter than a pistol there for a while Mark. oh yeah and, and now growlers they, they were... feel like
1: they've cooled at least in my limited
2: viewpoint
0: growlers were like the hot thing for a long time but that's because cans weren't really a big thing back then and that was part of that was because the uh, the overall opinion of like getting beer in a can was like Joe Six Pack, mm. right? Yeah, we we'ren't getting good quality beer in a six pack of cans. That was right. kind of like yeah. how it was, but in reality, in reality, you're getting far better beer quality in a can than you are in a oh. bottle. Uh, a can is essentially a little keg when you think about it. No lights getting into that keg. Yep. no air is getting into that keg. Uh, uh, light, light skunk's beer, right? So, any light that gets through that brown bottle is is technically skunking that beer and turning the flavor. Light skunk's beer. Which is Print why, the bumper stickers. Which is why, <laughs> when you taste a beer like Corona or any of those beers that are in clear bottles, that skunk is part of the taste. Ah, right. Yep. Right. It's, it's incorporated into it. Interesting. Or, or even Heineken with the green with the green glass, because you're it's getting less of that gla- of that of that UV that UV skunking into it. Right. It's but it's part of the flavor. Right. When they make like uh, like uh, Corona in cans. It gets hit with UV before it goes into the can. Okay.
1: To give it that. Give it that. To give it that taste. That people. Mexican sun, right? Cinco to de Mayo tomorrow. Mm. I had no clue. That's a, that's a nice little little moment there for for me as a, a like a, a noob or like a, a novice to how the, the beer scene goes through. But yeah, like the. Um, Sorry. Is, the- it's interesting like how like this like the differences and like uh from province to province from state to state from country to country as far as the laws go and like what you can do even as well like just kind of on that similar note um i was just thinking about i remember when i first moved here and i was like why are all these people standing over there in this kind of pen with the bracelets for at like this music festival why do they have to drink over there because i was just more of accustomed to live in california and virginia it's kind of open season you, you're you're in the park you can drink as opposed to and I say this and and this is kind of before times before like pandemic and stuff like that um daddy don't get out as much as he used to mm, yeah but um but yeah, yeah just or... in general there's there's different <laughs> there's different kind of laws and different things and I am just curious if you had a take on it or even like just to educate us a little bit or well
0: you know they've they've really lightened up over the last couple of years as far as like yeah uh like the beer pens at festivals and stuff, they've let it be a bit more roaming. Yeah. I think they, they lined up maybe like last year. Okay. Kind of when they started doing like the outdoor patios and that kind of stuff. Hot topic outdoor patios right now. Hot topic. Yeah. Well, you know, I was having a, uh, just early before I got here, I was at a, I was at a beer thing and, uh, and, and that subject came up and, and as much as like, I, I think they're great for the businesses. Like you're getting, Getting all this patio space, but I also think it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a tricky thing to navigate because you're giving businesses, you're giving corporations, public space. And right. Like, how do you account for that? How do you account for the city suddenly being a landlord? Where do you go with that? Interesting. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not that like I I'm 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 down for it. Like I I love the I love the other patios. Like I'm at the patio. I've been at the patio at, at, at uh, Fifth Street and the yeah. one on Yates and all those. I, I love them. I, they're great. I, I'm totally down with it, but like, that's a bit of a slippery slope, giving businesses and giving corporations public space. Because what do you do about that? It's good. Sorry. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> it's good. I mean, the last time. We're having I... a council member on next week. We'll, car- <laughs> we'll carve into this, Matt. We'll carve into this, eh? <laughs> I was just reading something, and, and I, I hope my information is up to date. But uh, last I checked, like I think they're kind of uh, putting whatever, like a moratorium, on, like they're holding through the yeah. summer because, I, like you said, like I was even Justin's favorite spot, the Beagle Pub, was saying they, I think like twenty percent of their business is done on the patio, and then we're approaching that warm season. But it is a contentious thing for sure, and I can see the different sides of it, like you said. Yeah. So it's one of those things, and also Victoria, I think being such a prominent um tourist destination for a lot of folks that are on like cruise ships or people coming in from different parts of the world um i think you know a lot of these businesses are thinking oh i want to have this this parklet or like this this patio so you i want to have bring 20, in 20 more space right exactly so i can bring in like the folks that are you know taking a, a sojourn before they hop back on their their cruise to oh, yeah. Alaska to go fishing
0: or whatever. If I was a business, I would love 20% more space for no rent.
1: <laughs> is there, is
2: there all these cruise ships that, that hit Ogden point every year? Or, I saw the number in the paper the other day, you know, there's going to be like 2 million people pushed in our community off the yeah. cruise ships this year. Is there, are, are we doing beer tours or is there like a little plan to take these, Predominantly Americans off the off the boat and run them through downtown. If you're a beer head and you're on a boat coming from you're from Wisconsin and you're on on a boat coming from San Diego, can we do a nice little tour? Can I can I hit? Can I try some of Victoria's hot spots for beer? Can I go to Il Sauvage for a sour and then go to Four Mile for uh for a, the magician here?
0: Yeah, there. Uh, so that's not from us. That is right. a Twin Cities. However, there are uh, the Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Dream. Thank you. Uh, now there are, uh, there are companies called like, uh, like Vancouver beer tours and I think BC beer tours and that kind of thing. And, and they'll, as long as you pre book, they'll, they'll drive you, you'll, they have a bus and they'll drive you around from brewery to brewery. So you can, you know, you can get drunk and not worry about driving. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, the impact on four mile, as far as like tourism goes is pretty but much minimal, much nothing. a little we're, bit too we're, far. We're far enough. We have like our, our local clientele. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of nice because like I don't have to worry about like worrying about hype I don't have to worry about like uh like I don't have to care to anyone sure I gotta just do what I do and like it just works sounds and, like a and, nice life like to, to be honest like I do love my job uh, because I get to do all these different things I get to do a lot of cool stuff uh you know i'm pretty i'm pretty grateful that like you know if you were to give me if you were to give me like you know 10 million dollars you know i'd buy a house and then i would open up a brewery to do exactly what i'm doing well, that right says now, it all right that so says it all I, that's awesome i, I try you, to I, I try to stay I, I try to stay positive by remembering that that i'm doing i'm doing what i want to do and not a lot of people get to do exactly what they want to do
1: exactly so people aren't going to stop at your place uh before they hit up bouchard gardens after they get off the boat yeah, huh? it's kind of like it's not really close <laughs> <laughs> park the bus in the four mile
0: parking lot there you go no we get like we get like uh, like old folks homes that like pull up with their with their mm. their bus and they mm. drop like a, a pack of like 10 them off and then they go in there and get drunk and they get picked up like a few hours later there you sign, go sign me up for that one, <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Barb <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a really lovely old lady who sits at the sits at the bar every day for a bunch of hours and she's a, she's been there for thirty years. Lovely lady Barb.
1: Nice. That's
0: she's good. at the bar
2: every day or she's coordinating the old She's hotel. there every day. Barb's there every day?
0: She's there every day. She sends home Christmas gifts for my kids. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Halloween Hello Halloween packages. The sweetest the sweetest old lady. Uh, yeah. That's so what cool. I, I could I could be I could be knees deep and mash in mash and in the mash town shoveling out. I'll hop out, walk her up the stairs, walk cool. her out to her car. Good for you. Sweetest old lady. I treat like I treat her like my grandma good for you the, she is the queen of four mile she is 100 <laughs> percent nice wow. That's she's cool. been there
2: for 30 years crushing
0: uh, yeah probably she's 92 She.
2: sorry she's 92 92
0: still getting it wow so there Oh, after, we got to get her on the pod. Goes out for a handful of smokes. She, <laughs> she like, still smokes. Sits there drinking her white wine. She's like, there right Frank, now. You know, she's probably there right now. Bless her heart at 92. When I, when I don't see her at the pub, you're worried. I see her at the liquor store when I'm delivering beer to there.
1: Wow. Strong. She I, probably wakes up every day and she's like, Keith Richards is still alive. I can keep doing this.
0: I think Keith Richards has got nothing on Barb. <laughs> Fucking hey, I like Barb. I like, I like you Barb. roll Barb. Yeah. Um, let's jump and, into and, sports. And, and the other thing is, everybody knows Barb. Yeah, but I 30 bet. Thirty years, everybody ninety-two. Knows.
2: Let's jump into sports in a second here, Matt. But I just want to wrap a little bit. Yeah, I'm just interested. So, like, just quickly, give me like a brief snippet of of what a a brewer like you like. What's your day look like? You get in there what time? you're checking volumes you're checking tastes like just give me some of the day-to-day stuff to make sure that things are rolling properly rolling along
0: uh my day-to-day is like i get there at 8 a.m we uh we check the gravities on the beer so what that means is we check how much sugar is left unfermented in the beers and then we see that the beers are still fermenting uh that's how we kind of know the alcohol Mm -hmm. uh with how much sugar is left uh Package beer for the pub, either either in kegs or in cans. Uh, make sure everything's running in the pub. Move beer from one tank to another for conditioning. I deliver beer. I do all the graphic design. I do all the social media. I design and update the website. Jeez, lots of hats. No kidding. Which we're gonna talk about. I hats design in all a the merchandise. Speaking of hats. <laughs> think good for you man i think that's about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a full day yeah and you know it's, it's nice because i've worked at breweries before where i'm doing the same thing every day for right. months and months on end and like it gets to be a bit of a drag so it's kind of nice to get to do a bunch of different stuff it keeps me like motivated and keeps me excited about what i'm doing cool man. and because i can because because i do a good job the family gives me the family who owns the pub uh they give me space to do whatever i want like if i want to make a beer they kind of just like yeah go for it do it and because i designed the label i don't need to bring anyone else in doesn't cost them any more money right it's kind of like i'll be like here's the beer here's the label yes all done all you need to do is okay it and it's like there i go
1: cool trust the process right? trust the process.
0: trust the process i
1: love it you hire you hire talent you hired ex- experts just get out of the way and let them cook you know mm-hmm. that's what i say
0: that's why how i am with like my my sister mel i just like let her do her thing yeah and she's like good at her job i don't need to worry it it took me a little bit to get up to, to, to speed because she worked on a different system but like uh uh she is like the best that's
1: awesome <laughs> yes yeah. nice. You wanted to to shift gears a little, get a little bit, uh, Justin, and talk a, a little bit of sports. We all are kind of binded, I think, and have this glue about sports. You know, we, we hang out Tuesday night, run, and I know we exchange a lot of texts talking about sports. Who were some of your sports idols growing up, Matt? Uh well, every inch of my wall, my roof,
0: my ceilings, my floor, my bed. Oh no, every all inch of, it. of my every inch of my like. Sports card collection was Michael Jordan. Mm. It was through and through and through. Uh, Number forty-five. Number forty-five. The great number forty-five. In your Wizards program, yeah. (laughs) He was. He wasn't the forty-five in the Wizards. He was twenty-three in the Uh, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Neither here nor there, Justin. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it was like it was pretty much. I remember being about eleven, and they had just won their first championship against the Lakers. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, the Lakers. And they just won that. And I remember like all my, my brothers were being into hockey or like baseball and I was looking for something to be a little bit different. Yeah. And for some reason I just kinda like grasped onto basketball and, and they were like the big team at the time. And I guess I was just Were they ever. I was just like, that's the one. And and I just fell in love with you know, his competitiveness and his cutthroat, <laughs> you know, I'm a, uh, again, cause like I mentioned earlier that I'm you know from a, a family of 5 on the middle of five. Uh, I'm a, a, I'm a bad loser. I'm also a, <laughs> I'm also a bad winner and I'm a, totally okay with you being, if, if you win, rub it in like, like <laughs> savor your win. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not gonna like freak out on you. Like you can just like you can just revel in my like the fact that I'm it's killing me so much to lose. Take that, you won. If I have a problem with that, I'll win next time. And that's kinda how I operate.
2: You're Raps Guy, you're uh Edmonton Oilers
0: fan. Give us a little bit more. Yeah, well I mean, uh you know growing up, like I followed every sport, I still follow I would say I know more about most sports than most people know about any sport (laughs) because I watch it all the time I read about it all the time yeah Um, but you know a lot of basketball I uh, I've always find it kind of hard to get into the Raptors like I love them because they're Canada's team but like I was a Grizzlies guy Mm you guys had your podcast about that already you talked about that Um, but you know I was a I was a Grizzlies guy right so It was always like fuck Toronto kind of thing, right? (laughs) Especially being from Hamilton or Stony Creek at the time, because now Stony Creek has been amalgamated into yeah. And then moving to the West Coast, buying into the Grizz, right? So it was always like, you know, being in Hamilton was always like fuck Toronto. Mm. And then I got here, it was always like even further, double double fuck, even further, like fuck Toronto. And then and then when the Grizzlies left, it was like, well, I can't just like I can't just fucking like this team that I've hated for. Yeah. I don't care if they're the only team left. And then if Seattle left. I was like, oh, oh fuck! I can't like, <laughs> I can't like. Uh. I saw a guy
2: walking down the street in a Sean Kemp jersey today, and I thought to myself, no, I could wear that jersey. I just turned forty. <laughs> I could wear that jersey. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, bit, I'm a big Grizzlies guy too, Matt. And yeah, I'm still I'm still struggling. The young cat. I, I should wear I should wear my Grizzlies hat. The young, the young cat the other night at basketball with the Sharif jersey. Yes, he had the audacity. He had the audacity <laughs> to sweat in a Sharif jersey. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I, you pin that on your wall, son, and you look at it every
0: night, and you practice your baseline spin. <laughs> uh, I miss. I I had a, I had a Sharif Abdul jersey back in the day. I just go big, big Grizzlies fan. I to go to like to UVic when they had like the, the open practices for the Grizzlies oh, back in the day and stuff. I had like a autographed basketball by a bunch of the players. But the, when I was a kid, I didn't really remember any of their names or shit, but I'm pretty sure it was like blue Edwards and Tony Massenberg Oh yeah. A bunch nice. Of, a bunch of no namers. I don't think I had any of the good guys on there. Not that there was many good guys on that team to start with, but you know, they're all good, man. I miss the Grizz. Oh, I miss the, miss I miss the, the Grizz. Grizz. I could, I could, I could talk for days about how, uh, Stu jackson fuck the team have you watched the grizzly truth i've uh, jamal was talking about it and said i should watch it i just i'm not sure i feel like getting in that headspace <laughs> when you're when you're ready you should because yeah. it's it's worth the watch it's it's good it's I'm good make sure i get good and high before it
1: yeah it's
2: probably you got to feel nostalgic to going into it yeah
1: yeah yeah i wanted to talk um two two little things before we get out like the Edmonton Oilers, I know we're like close to your your heart. Is this the year? Do you think they can they, they lost uh, last night? Dry saddle dropped four, but do you think they can come back against Vegas in advance, survive in advance, and they can, can get it done this year? Well, do you know how many
0: times in like NHL history a team has lost in the playoffs when a score when a, when someone scored four goals for their team? Five? It was like before <laughs> before this week it was like 30 38 and two. Oh god <laughs> and, it, and then it happened on it happened on thursday night yep when pavelski scored four goals and they lost mm-hmm. yeah then it happened on friday night when the or whatever was saturday night when the uh when, when dreys idol scored four goals and it's like how does that happen like it's yeah it's like a, a statistical anom- anomaly like that You've got to score uh, five. Now score four. We got to <laughs> score one You want to win? You need five <laughs> <Right>? goals. <laughs> like, why isn't where's what's McDavid doing?
2: Yeah, but, he's been here really quiet. And he, you know, he's dominating the play. He's skating as well as he always does, but he hasn't been quite as dominant as you'd expect. I
0: think whoever's I, I haven't really had a chance to watch, to be honest, either of the games because I've just been balls deep and dadding. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a double entendre, but it seems like they. It, for me, it's like they must just have someone just like, like shadowing them the entire game. Yeah, I think they are. there's no way you can keep someone like that under wraps for two straight games, or it's gonna he's gonna explode for like ten points next game.
2: We talked about uh, briefly. We, you were after your son was born, you took some sort of half by happenstance. There was a fire. You took some time off and yeah. you went away. You, you went to another country. It's you Went to, to Vietnam. To Vietnam. Um, you told a, you told me a great story at Jamal's party. I, I want you to give it to us again. So, so this is just, just as we're entering. How drunk was I? <laughs> Have another beer. We, you, COVID's just about to pop. Just about to pop. There it is. That's the reaction. Matt yeah. just spit up his beer. <laughs> COVID's just on the precipice of exploding around our globe. Yeah.
0: And you guys are headed from Vietnam back to Victoria, correct? Yeah, so we're pretty much in the uh, the Chinese airport in Beijing. And I, for some reason, I, I'll never know, Oliver, my son, was uh, obsessed with licking <laughs> chairs.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: I love it. And he probably licked, like, no doubt, like 60 chairs in the, like, that might be, like, maybe 100. maybe a <laughs> Ballpark figure. <laughs> in the Beijing. Oh, sorry,
2: so your son Oliver is licking chairs licking in the Beijing chairs. airport. Licking chairs. As COVID is, we don't know, we all have it. Yeah, we're, right there.
0: At, at this point, we're kind of hearing about it. Cause especially because we're in Asia at the time, but, like, in Canada, they're still kind of, like, no one's talking about it yeah. a little bit. And he's just licking all these chairs. And we're kind of like, like, stop it. Like, this is disgusting. Even, like, we didn't even know COVID at this time. You're right. And we get back and we we all have this like horrible like chest cold Mm. like me adrian and all of you are like like coughing and like wet and hacking Mm. and like can't breathe and gooey and like taste tasting
2: like an airport chair
0: yeah right (laughs) we're like we're we we were reading about all this like this covid thing that's happening elsewhere in the world but it's still kind of like not it's not really a real serious thing here and we like go to the hospital and we're like, hey, like we we think, we think maybe we have this this COVID nineteen corona coronavirus thing, and uh and, and they, <laughs> they like check our temperature and they like send us over to these two chairs in the in the middle of the waiting room that are like there's red tape around them, but they're no further away from the rest of the chairs and sure. any other one. There's just there's a red red line around the ground. And we sat there for like two hours and then finally they were like, yeah, you guys are, you guys are okay. I'm like you just checked our temperature and that was it. And you, you saw one of us was high. Like one of our temperatures was high and you just didn't do anything. And they just sang us home. I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Like that was it. You guys were the outbreak monkey bringing COVID to Canada. <laughs> like, It's possible, right? It's possible. We were like patient zero and like, we, like we tried. I love the visual of
2: uh, the family sitting there waiting for the flight and there's the young child just licking, just chairs. licking Stop
1: it. chairs. Stop it. Don't lick the chairs. chairs. Stop it. See, Hold this up. one tastes different. <laughs> and it
0: probably took us, like, uh, it probably took us, the three of us, about another little over two years to get COVID again after that. Okay. Right? So, like, that's I feel like that's probably what it was, and that's why we, like, held off on it again for the so immunity. long because of that. Yeah. He had that original strain. Yeah. And then, like, and even up until that point, we were pretty blessed as far as, like, not having to – Like not having to deal with COVID like for the whole two years, like none of my family got sick. None of my like, everyone was fine. It seems like a long time ago. You know
2: what I mean? Like when you think about it, it wasn't that long ago, but that sort of life when we were all living that life seems like a lot, a lot further away than it was. It's kind of, it's kind of trippy that it isn't, it was just moments ago.
1: It, it is wild. I feel like it. Yeah, it's just like the void in time, all that was like happening.
2: Sports in a bubble.
0: Playoffs yep. in a bubble. No fans. Yep. All the bubbles and like like not seeing all your friends and not seeing your family and like grocery, leave your groceries outside for a little while. Let them <laughs>
1: yeah. let a little sunlight hit them right? like, like a beer, was, like a growler, <laughs> eh? Right. We want to wrap up, but we want to also let the people know where they can find you. What like where? can we find you on the socials plug your stuff yeah you can find me on the (laughs) four mile brewing
0: social media and everything else is private (laughs) so you'll see me on there i do all the posting i do all the social media for the pub and the restaurant both on instagram and on facebook and if you find me personally
1: it's mmrzilla thanks for coming through matt um (laughs) really happy to have you and i love the stories everybody get out check out four mile doing some great things um say hi to matt if you see him say hi to barb if you see her shout out you to know barb. She's shout gonna out be to be shout out to barb shout out to barb
2: we'll, have her, we'll have her in little Owl studios in a few weeks yeah? <laughs> yeah. sure
1: for sure
0: bring some white wine and some kino she'll be here totally <laughs> dynamite beer matt thanks man Thank thanks man thanks man
2: to when you're watching the NHL playoffs. Lots going on. Let's briefly touch on it before I got to tell you, hopefully, a really hilarious animal story in a couple of minutes. (laughs) I'm going to catch you off guard. You're not going to... I don't think you're going to see this angle coming, but here we go. What are you watching in the NHL playoffs right now? Are you into Connor McDavid and the Oilers versus the, the Vegas Golden Knights as we head into the weekend? How about the Seattle Kraken? The Kraken are hot in their second year of existence. I'm listening to a lot of Seattle, Seattle radio, Seattle Sports Talk radio, too. The Kraken are buzzing right now. They're solidifying themselves in the market. I'm kind of happy for the Kraken.
1: It's cool, man, kind of carrying that torch from Vegas and their their, their inaugural second season or their second year, yeah. I should say. And um, it's cool. They got, got through the first round, still making some noise. I think they, they're formidable. They could continue on further you know Edmonton's playing Vegas we'll see how that all shakes out Drysettle drops four last night and that still wasn't enough I guess
2: Pavelski the night before drops four goals too still also not enough Dallas Stars also lose in that game
1: that's so wild if you'd have told me like two guys in less than a week drop four goals and their teams lose it, it doesn't add up <laughs> doesn't add up leaf scuffling
2: now down to bagel after losing the first two at home to uh they lost l- tonight yeah they did lose tonight Yikes. yeah yeah headed back to sunrise with the panthers up to nothing that's you know a lot of people in central canada are they're not asleep yet and it's almost three <laughs> three a.m local time in peterborough like Ooh, they're going to wake up. This, that city's going to be on
1: fire tomorrow morning. They're even hotter because they can't go to games three and four at sunrise because Florida shut that shit down.
2: The, the Florida Ticketmaster Bureau was like, hey, Canadians? Nah. I'm not interested in that dollar value. Unless
1: your last name's Luongo, you ain't getting in this building. <laughs> uh, Canucks legend. And you're right, Kachuk <laughs> just shaping up to be like what a great um, acquisition for Florida. He's just been bossing things, so it's been really interesting. But like Toronto gets over the hump, and now you're down to going on the road. That's gonna be tough, man. I'm I'm really curious to see how that plays out. We were I was kind of hoping for the Leafs versus the Bruins, and then the Bruins shit the bed. So 65 wins doesn't count for nothing. They are out. Much like the New England Patriots of the past, much like the Golden State Warriors that won 73 games in the regular season, don't matter until you get to the spring and, and the summer. You know, you got to get it done when it counts. It's still
2: pretty crazy that, that they had 65 wins out of 82 and didn't survive the first round. And as you just said, the Panthers are up 2-0 to the Leafs now in the second round
1: like things happen fast <laughs> things happen fast it's wild man playoff hockey anything can happen you get into overtime hey puck takes some crazy bounces things happen
2: what are the series that you're watching Jamal what are you watching like when you're watching hockey now when yeah. you're sitting on your, your couch when your family's asleep what is the hockey that you're watching now JC you watching the oil on the Vegas Golden Knights over this last weekend, like what interests you? Is I watched.
1: It- oh, sorry, I watched that that uh the Boston Game Seven. I had it on kind of in the side. Sunday pocket. afternoon. Yeah, we were eating dinner, and I was kind of looking over, kind of keeping tabs on it. And uh, I was really surprised at, at how things went went down. So I've been, you know, I watched that series. I like Edmonton a lot, so I've been watching them as well. Um, you know, it's always fun just the style holes involved in the games. So that's kind helpful. Of, that's helpful. <laughs> Goals <sure>. are helpful. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a game going in second overtime, one-one. You know, yeah, nil-nil. Yeah. So it's um Edmonton probably is at the top of the the, the watching power rankings for me. The crack and just do the, the the proximity and the novelty of it all is is right there as well. You're almost booking a Clipper. <laughs> almost, I'm just I'm, I'm eyeing how much to go to Climate. You want to go to Climate Pledge, exactly. <laughs> and you know it's interesting just seeing like uh, I was eating dinner with a friend at uh, Fifth Street on a um, Monday, and I was astounded to see the the Devils get it done. The Devils, Devils <laughs> face paint. The Devils got it done. I was a bit surprised, you know, beating their big brother, so to speak, with the Rangers there. And um, is it Devs Hurricanes? Mm, is yeah. that where we're at now? Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like I should. Devs? Should've... Did
2: you say Devs? I As, haven't heard Devs I before. Devs. I kind of like it actually.
1: Yeah. Devs
2: Canes. Devs v Canes is the series.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting watch. Um, I you know. Always was a Caps guy growing up, but Devs, or so, excuse me, uh, Hurricanes were probably the the closest in proximity. Charlotte's about, or excuse me, Raleigh's probably like three hours away. Hmm. Yeah, it's good to see them uh, having some success. They've had some success in the past. Uh, yeah, I won Rod a cup. the
2: Bod. Won a cup.
1: Yeah. Rod the Bod from Campbell River, my, close to my neck of the woods. Yeah, man. Yeah. How many times is that nose broken, by the way? Rod the Bod? Yeah. 42. Mm, <laughs> Almost as many yeah, as my I'm, age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good line on around the bonds and us. Yeah, how are you feeling? Any other last thoughts on um, hockey? There,
2: no nah, man. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm I'm into the oil. I spent some time in Edmonton. I'm into the oil. I like the Dallas Stars local product Jamie Ben, who doesn't get enough credit here or there or anywhere. I like watching Jamie Ben play, but I you know, I'm into this. I'm into the second round of the NHL playoffs. The intensity's ratcheted up. I'm into the playoffs, man.
1: I'm watching I'm watching as much as I can. Quick question, re Jamie Ben. Mm -hmm. Who's in the shadow, Ben or Sagan? Who's who's the who's the alpha? I think it's Ben. Yeah. I think it's Ben. Although, you know, he's
2: kind of you know, he's long in the leg at this point, long in the tooth at this point, so you know, he's mid-30s. He's not playing 22, 24 minutes a night, right? Like, yeah. uh, they're doing a good job managing his minutes. He's playing 14 to 18 minutes if he's going. But, you know, Jamie Benn, Peninsula product, tough as fucking nails. Yeah, right? Like, he'll score a goal and... and- Turn your lights off, <laughs> real quick, real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, again, a local product. So you know, I think there's a reason Jamie Ben wears the C. Tyler seconds isn't the the points producer that he was. Rupe Hints, incredible player there. Uh, Joel Pavelski scored full four, go- four goals the other night. He's my age. Cough. And um, <laughs> I like watching the Dallas Stars. There's okay, um, Max Domi right? Max Domi's playing there now too. So. That's a that's a reasonable series to watch out like that. And again, as you said, it's cool that the Kraken are doing so well in their second year. And I'm almost gonna book that clipper ticket for let's take the sports gloss on the road. We're going to round three with the Kraken. Let's get some press passes, Jason. Let's <laughs> we'll see if we can work up.
1: <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of uh, trips down south, I know you got a trip to Portland coming up next week. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit more next week. I just wanted to tease that a bit. But you just had your birthday. Birthday.
2: Yeah, it, it was birthday. my birthday, man. We talked about my birthday uh, a couple weeks ago. And this is not to the blabber point of my silly day. But I just wanted to recognize, like, I we show up to our Tuesday night run. And, man, you and some of the other parents there as well, as the kids, there's there's cards. There's uh, a wonderful vibrancy to the whole thing. There's there's gifts. It was uh, it was great. Jamal it was um, it was quite sweet, man, and a total surprise. And um,
1: still uh, riding high off of it, pal. I had a question for you. You had to know something was up. <laughs> I mean, they were like they were like we were so. Bad at being clandestine. Like there were just so many things where it was just kind of like Jamal is walking to the building with a bag. Like people, I didn't is, see that. I didn't oh, you didn't see it. Good. No. Uh, there's there's people kind of huddling over there, and like uh, uh, the adults are like coaching the uh, the, the the kids something. Uh, I
2: will say uh, when I showed up and um, the attendance was at you know max capacity, and <laughs> the, our time hadn't even started yet. I thought. Mm.
1: There's a lot of people here, and it's only five oh one, six oh one. We love our basketball teacher. There was a lot happening for sure, but yeah, it was a tribute to you and and uh, just the community that you've helped build, and like all the respect and love that we have for you. So, really happy to celebrate you on Tuesday,
2: man. It was cool, man. I'm uh, receiving is a hard thing for a lot of people. It certainly is for me, but. Um as I just said, it was it was wonderful, it was sweet, it was uh it was heartfelt. It uh it certainly had me in my feels, man. So uh thanks to you dear friend. That was uh that was wonderful. I'm still uh yeah, like I said, I'm still riding high on it.
1: No, it was great. It was, you came out, you, you did your thing. You uh the kids, kids were buzzing. The kids were buzzing. You you had your uh teaching, as I as I like to say, if if you haven't caught on to the joke, it's a basketball teacher. Justin over here. But you were doing your thing, and then you came over uh, with the adults and, and kind of bossed things over there, had a run. Luckily, I was on a, a three-on-three team with you, and, and, and you and I were doubling up some people and, and doing some things and making some things happen, some touch passes, some backdoor cuts. pop, pop, pop. pop. Yeah, we, it was it was good. It was it was fun. Yeah. yeah, a few nice moments in there. A few the opposite
2: of nice moments in there. But that's the joy of the Tuesday night run, right? Like there's there's some there's
1: some brilliance in there,
2: and then there's the opposite of that. But that's that's the glee of it all.
1: It's pretty good that you can come off of like being cold and, and hit those sixteen footers on the elbow like you do with, with just. Just coming up rising and firing and taking care of business. I was missing some bunnies. I I think I missed about three layups. I did have some moments, but um but you you looked good, man. You look good out there. You look spry. He's like (laughs) forty? I no, (laughs) I'm thirty. you haven't seen
2: me for a couple weeks, JC. That's why, pal. That's why (laughs) you got a new regimen? You've been taking athletic (laughs) greens or something? You're gd right (laughs) jc i gotta tell you about this funny story that happened to me last night i uh i get home uh partner and and one of my kids goes off to a little bit of a running practice i'm home with the younger two it's a battle we're grinding like it's all there for me The, the keys to success are there i'm just putting together plates at this point right yeah me and the younger two we're having beers we're listening to music you know we're high on the horse it's all good I go outside, I'm not quite sure why, just sort of into uh, sort of the sunroom area at Casa Kelly, and I hear this little ruffling in the back. I hear a ruffle. Uh-oh. Uh, I've got some, that's actually something I want to bring up, but I hear a ruffle in my in my soft plastic recycling bin. <laughs> now, I sure hope that's not an oxymoron, because there's different information out there, <laughs> there as to soft plastic plastic recycling you know what i'm saying oh, i know I, I, yeah. I know about separating them the recycling that's right and i've heard some scuttlebutt that you know not all of this plastic recycling is being recycled i mean the first r and the three r's is reduce right but you you do accumulate some soft plastic and i i don't want to put it in the landfill best i can bless your heart yeah i'm trying i'm trying anyway hop out the side door my place and I hear, uh, I hear a rustling. As I said, and I look in the soft plastic recycling, and I see Leo the rat. <laughs> it's got a name. Yeah, Leo the rat, <laughs> and it's the size of your foot. <laughs> Leo the rat is the size of your foot, Jamal, and and he, she, they are hungry, and I can. They're fired up. So what do I do? I quickly tie the bag with Leo the Rat. Again, the soft plastic recycling satchel. I tie a quick knot in it. And then, then, JC, I'm hit with a serious, serious dilemma. Uh Uh-oh. What do I do with Leo the Rat? How do... (laughs) Stomp? (laughs) ha Hoorah! Shovel? Well... Out back? Now, I do want to just, like, uh, acknowledge... Can you still kill a rat in 2023, right? Like And inform it? <laughs> I smell a rat. <laughs> no, continue, Can sorry. No, so <laughs> Yeah, so I I hit the <laughs> the rat <laughs> against the door jam of the garage. The rat lived on. <laughs> I picked up my steel-toed Blundstone work boot and uh smacked the rat with it as I was... I mean, Leo and I went our full... in a full wrestling match, JC. I bet. We don't die, we multiply. Just, just... as I've, um... finished extinguishing Leo... the aforementioned partner and... yeah, shout out, poor little Oat... of the four mile. But, just... just as i finished extinguishing Leo's life... um partner and eldest daughter Quincy or arrive home and they're like the you know they could tell something was a, a flurry, a flutter, right? <laughs> yeah. Kay looks at me, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh I just <laughs> I just turned out this light on this rat <laughs> about thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah that's quite something man and again i don't know can he kill a rat in 2023 i don't know if he can i don't i don't want to i'm not a big animal guy but i i'm i don't want to be i'm anti animal cruelty i'll say that i'll be you know
1: i think if you were in some states in the u.s you could totally just write that off to uh Some of the laws of like being on your property. What happens on your property happens on your property. Well, I was thinking more
2: so with the price of protein around here now, JC. (laughs) I was about to, I was about to flip it on the (laughs) barbacoa.
1: Dad, this tastes funny. Yeah, Uh, it's fine. Yeah, your business. (laughs) Where'd you get this? Uh, Fruit seller. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh Um, man. I love it. Yeah. That's it for another episode of the sports gloss of Justin Jamal. Thanks for joining us. As always, you can find us on Instagram at the sports gloss. We we'll posting things there, lots of things on the horizon. As we move into summer, really happy to uh, have you on board Justin's got an adventure coming up next week that I am so excited to live vicariously through. I'm going to be camping next week. It's that time of year. It's supposed to be above 20 degrees if you speak Celsius. So, things are happening. Tennis season's kicking off for me, competitive tennis, so I'll have some tales from from those battles as always. Justin, what do we like to say?
2: Survive and advent.
1: Peace.